Hello, welcome to our back to Autoholic. Uh, like I said in the last episode, I'm here. I'm gonna talk about Michelangelo's David. Uh, it's a Renaissance sculpture which was created between uh, 1501 and 1504. The years. Uh, it's a, it's just a it's it is 14 feet if I'm not wrong. 14 feet marble statue. Yeah, I'm not wrong. It's a 14 feet marble statue depicting the biblical hero David. As you assume, you would get the name from the. The, the piece itself but anyways uh, it was it's represented by a standing male dude naked just hanging his junk out there anyways uh, it was originally commissioned by the Opera del Duomo so my pronunciation is going to be crap in this episode oh crap very like bad in this episode because mostly it's Italian words and I can't talk any other language apart from English and Hindi, so... <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was commissioned by the Opera del Dumo for the Cathedral of Florence. Uh, it was meant to be one of a series of large statues to be positioned in the niches of the cathedral's tribunes. Uh, way up on top of the buildings for it to be like the, the heroes of the past, the uh, biblical heroes looking over Florence, like that, I, uh, that's what I would assume, right? It's like, it would have been 80 meters tall, uh, above the ground it would have been placed. Anyways, right, Michelangelo, he was asked to consult with the, the board of the, in the, of the cathedral uh, to complete an unfinished project which was begun way back in 1864 by Agostino del Lucio and then later it was carried on by Antonio Rosellino in 1875 both the sculptures had in the end rejected an enormous block of marble due to the presence of too many quote taroli or basically imperfections uh, which may have threatened the stability of the huge statue and the reason they used that specific block of marble because it was owned by the church for like 40 years before they began um, the block of marble was exceptional of exceptional dimensions remained therefore uh, ne neglected for 25 years after they rejected it. Uh, it was lying in the courtyard of the Opera del Duomo, it, basically the vegetary board. I really don't know what that means, but yeah. Anyways, uh, like I was saying, Michelangelo, he was like only the 26 year old, 26 years old in 1501. Uh, that's when he was commissioned and he was already the most famous and best paid artist in the, his days Anyways, he accepted the challenge with enthusiasm to sculpt a large-scale David and work constantly over for over like for over two years to create one of his most breathtaking masterpieces of this from this gleaming marble block slab that people had projected over and over again uh, the board had established the religious subject for the statue, but nobody expected such a revolutionary interpretation of the uh, biblical hero David. Like, <laughs> it's just so breathtaking. You can see the image itself in the title, the subject art. I can't. I still don't know what it's called. The, the the DP. I'm just gonna call it DP from now on. The DP of the uh, uh, podcast this episode um, so it's just breathtaking uh, uh, the count of the battle was bet basically David he was 
the person that was depicted in all that statue was David, who comes from the uh, story David versus the Goliath. Goliath, Goliath. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Goliath, uh, in which was told in Book One Samuel. Uh, Saul and the Israeli the Israelites. I don't know if that's right, but right. they were facing uh, facing the Philistines near the Valley of Elah. Twice a day for forty years, Goliath, the uh, champion of the Philistines, came out between the lines and challenging Israelis. Israelites. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm just gonna go with Israelites to send out a champion of their own and decide the outcome of the single in single combat, like mano a mano, like that. Only David, the guy whose statue it was, uh, who we're talking about here, he was a young shepherd. He accepted the challenge. Saul reluctantly agrees to offer his armor, which David declines since it's too large. Uh, taking only his sling and five stones with him from a brook, uh, you know those slings like slingshots that we used to play when we were kids. He took that, nothing else, and he was fighting a behemoth, literally a Goliath. Uh, like uh, yeah, anyways, he, the David and Goliath thus confronted each other, right? Uh, Goliath with his armor and shield, and uh, David only armed with rocks and his slingshot. And his faith in God and his courage and all of that. I'm don't really a big fan of religion as an. It's irrelevant what I think, but uh, David hurts. Uh, David he shoots a stone from his with a sling, with all his strength and hits Goliath in the center of his forehead. Then Goliath falls on his face to the ground, and then David takes his uh, takes a knife or sword. It's not specified, and he cuts off his head. Goliath's head, not his own head. That would be weird. Anyways, uh, traditionally, in statues from other artists, uh, paintings, whatever you want to say, uh, rather not what say, whatever you want to look at, David is usually he has always been portrayed after his victory. His uh, triumph over the slain Goliath. Like some, I saw one of the paintings where uh, David holding a bronze sword. Well, hold his the statues of bronze. He was holding a sword and he was standing on uh, the head of Goliath with one foot. You know, like in those victory wala. I can't remember who uh, who painted it. Who made create? Uh, who sculpted the sculpture? I don't think that's the verb, but whatever. I don't know who created the sculpture. I can't remember the name. It's it's around that time only of uh, uh, Michelangelo. But anyways, that was amazing. And then I saw a very, very vivid, bloody uh, portrayal in a painting of um, David versus the Goliath. That was pretty recent. Like 50 years back, I think it was painted. Less than 50, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, uh... Then, like, yeah, um, ha the, yes, the guy who portrayed the bronze statue was, I think, I'm not sure, it was a Florentino artist, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, anyways, uh, the other artists that have been portrayed, portrayed David, like I was saying, was, uh, Vericico, uh, Ghibretti, I'm pretty sure that's just wrong, and Donatello, <laughs> that's another guy from, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo, Donatello. Anyways, back to the topic. They all the they, oh well, I can't pronounce anything today. Anyways, uh, they all depicted uh, David before the battle. Uh, no, before uh, after winning the battle, 
but Michelangelo, he for the first time in history, from his history, because he's in our history, and probably people copied his uh, uh, portrayal after that. But that's irrelevant. Anyway, uh, first time in history, they it was depicting uh, David before the battle. In the statue, if you can see it, I don't know if the quality is okay, but I can see it pretty good when I'm talking right now. Uh, you, if you see it, David is very tense. Michelangelo, he catches him at the apex of his concentration. He stands relaxed but alert, uh, resting in the classical pose known as a. And I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, but contrapposto, posto, contrapposto. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I pronounced that wrong, but uh, it's spelled C-O-N-T-R-A-P-P-O-S-T-O. If you know the pronunciation, you go with it, but to me it's going to be contraposto. Uh, the figure standing with one leg, holding its full weight on the other, uh, and the other leg in for, uh, leg forward, uh, holding, uh, that's basically, he... I messed that up. Oh, I'm going to try to say again. He, the figure was standing with all his weight on one leg and the other leg in, in, the, in front of him. That's basically causing the figure's hip and shoulders to rest at opposing angles, giving a slight uh, S-curve to the entire torso. Uh, the slingshot he carries over his shoulder is almost invisible in the uh, uh, sculpture, even in real life. Uh, and I don't know that for sure. I have never been to Florence. I really want to go. I plan to go after college, but anyways, uh, uh, he the slingshot is very. It's practically invisible, but uh, it but it emphasizes David's big victory uh, was one of cleverness, not of sheer force. So by uh, fading the uh, slingshot into his body, he uh, the, uh, Michelangelo showed that he didn't use rely on his tools only. But he thought everything through, through uh, cleverness, he won the battle. Uh, something like uh, the story we all listened to the kid as a kid, hair versus the tortoise. The tortoise, he thought it, his plan, wait, no, that didn't make sense. Anyways, uh, that's irrelevant, okay. Uh, like I was saying, anyways, back to what I was saying, he uh, transmits exceptional self-confidence and concentration, both values of the thinking man that's another statue considered perfection during the renaissance uh, during more than two years of work michelangelo decided to present his giant uh, his uh, master statue masterpiece to the members of the vestry board and to the peers so pierre uh, sodareni oh i pronounced it completely wrong and then uh, he he uh, after that, he presented to the Gof Gofal I can't really pronounce. He pronounced. It, he uh, showed it to the Republic in January 1504. Uh, his 14-foot uh, tall David was unveiled only to them. Those people I just mentioned, completely butchering the Italian language. Uh, anyways, but they all agreed that it was too perfect. To place at such a height that nobody can admire it, not a lot of people can admire it on the over the cathedral. Therefore, they uh, decided to look for a different location. And after city uh, city council meeting had convened, uh, 
a committee of about uh, 30 members including artists like Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci amazing artist who one of everybody knows him uh, Sandro Botticelli I am pretty sure I pronounced that right like 20% sure I pronounced it right Anyways, and uh, Guel Guilano de Sangalo I butchered that name <laughs> sorry people who are fans of him but I cannot pronounce such uh, thick uh, such names uh, sorry anyways they all discuss an appropriate site for the David uh, after a long deba debate nine different locations for the statues were discussed and eventually the statue was placed in the political heart of Florence in Pisa Piazza sorry not Pisa Piazza della Signoria Signoria I am not sure if I pronounced that right, but it was put in the political square. It took four days and 40 men to move a statue half a mile from Michelangelo's workshop to the Santa Maria del Flor Cathedral to to the Pisa del Songrino, Songria, Songria, Songria. That's perfect. I'm going to stick with that, Songria. Anyways, uh, Michelangelo, after even after it moved, he kept working. To, uh, on the final finish that summer uh, oh, summer if I didn't say that that summer the sling and the tree stump support were gilded in gold and the figure was given a very uh, gilded victory garland unfortunately all gilded services surfaces have been lost due to a long period of exposure and weathering but uh, thanks to its imposing perfection the biblical figure of David became the symbol of liberty and the freedom for Republican ideals, showing Flor Florence's uh, readiness to defend itself. It remained in front of the Piazza, Piazzo, Piazzo, uh, Piazzo de Sangria until 1873, uh, when it was moved to the Galleria dell'Accademia to uh, protect it from damage and further weathering. Uh, nowadays, visitor, visitors can admire the David under a skylight, which was designed just for him in the 19th century by Emilio de Fabri. Uh, from a close distance, one can perceive Michelangelo's passion for the human anatomy. Sorry, those kids are like playing downstairs. So, anyways, uh, from up close, you can admire uh, the Michelangelo's human uh, the passion for human anatomy. Anatomy, I suck today. I can't pronounce any words. Uh, anyways, and his deep knowledge of the male body. Uh, if you can see, I'm not sure if you can zoom in or anything, but if you ever see it properly, you can see its watchful eyes with the carved eye bulks, pulsing veins on the back of the hand, engorged with tension. You can, you have to, like, you just admire the curve of the taut torso flexing of the thigh muscles in the right leg. The portions of some details are atypical of Michelangelo's work. The figure has an unusually large head and posing right hand. These enlargements may be due to the fact that the statue was originally intended to be placed on a cathedral roof line. Uh, so important parts of the sculpture had to be necessarily uh, Accent, uh, or whatever I can't pronounce that word. Uh, basically, it had to be enlarged to uh, in order to 
be visible from below. Another inter inter interpretation about these larger details leads scholars to think Michelangelo's intentionally over-proportioned the held head to underline the concentration and the right hand to symbolize the pondered action, like where, the exact moment he shot his slingshot, why he, he was just thinking it all over. Uh, the price that, well, it was valued at over $200 million current, current, uh, in current economy. Uh, getting to Michelangelo, the artist himself, uh, his full name is Michael, was, sorry, was Michelangelo di Lodovicao Bonardotti Simoni. I can't, I'm very sorry if you were thinking I was going to pronounce it correctly. I did not. I'm just going to stick with Michelangelo. Anyways, he was an Italian sculptor, painter, architect, poet of the high renaissance. He's like a jack of all trades. He was born in the Republic of Florence. Uh, he uh, exerted an unparalleled influence on the development of Western art. Uh, his artistic versatility was of such a high order that he is often considered a contender for the title of, of the Renaissance man, uh, along with the, his rival and elder contemporary, the Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, several scholars have described Michelangelo as the greatest artist of his age and even the greatest artist of all time. Um, a number of Michelangelo's works of painting, sculptures, and architecture rank among the most famous in existence. He, he is by far the best documented artist of the 16th century. Uh, he sculpted two of his best known works, Pieta and the David, before he turned 30. <laughs> Look at us. I'm making a podcast. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, in his lifetime, Michelangelo was often called Il Divino uh, or the Divine One in English. Um, I'm not sure if that's Il. I don't know. I pronounce it like French, but whatever. Uh, his contemporaries often admired his, uh, his, uh, his ability to instill a sense of awe in the people who are his the people who are seeing his work uh, attempts to be subsequent artists or to imi imitate michelangelo's impassioned highly personal style resulted in mannerism the next major movement in western art after the high renaissance anyways uh, that's about everything i could find about uh, the david obviously there's more but i don't think i could fit it all in one sitting or even understand half of it. It was uh, he is an he was an amazing artist. You should absolutely look at some more of his pieces. Pieta, I went crazy over that, and some of his paintings. And not only that, he was an architect. He was an architect. He, some of his buildings. There's obviously there's a lot of his buildings that are still standing today. People go crazy over them. I'm not. Sh I don't know a lot about architecture, so I can't. Really, I don't really want to comment. But his poems, man, those just blow your mind. You feel every word which he's written. But that's only if you understand the Italian, which I don't. So I read the English version. It honestly does not have the same effect, but you still feel every word. But yeah, you. Sh uh, that's that's pretty much. That's all the re everything I got on. David and 
Michael Angelo. There was obviously more about him, but I didn't want to dive too much into Michael Angelo and extend this to like an hour long or even two. Uh, come back next week, I guess. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Probably something about uh, something uh, something of Van Gogh's, Van Gogh's, as people pronounce. It, I don't know why. Leon, uh, the or Da Vinci. He's another amazing artist. But I'm probably gonna go with Starry Night or something like that by uh, Da Vinci. Uh, the Van Gogh. Sorry, Van Gogh. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Also, I I forgot to introduce myself the last episode. Uh, I'm not a fan of my first my uh, real name, so people usually call me Panda because I'm fat and white, very white. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Anyways, I'm very fair skinned and I live in a very uh, tropical climate. So I'll go with that, Panda. Yeah. My friends are gonna love this. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Come back soon.